Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. It's that little chico pit boom, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide. You already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from negative to positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at negative to positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken and you know, that's fire. Now, Bobo, you know that you could get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on negative to positive, we're always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is, is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how our life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from negative to positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just two bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. By now, you've likely heard about Disney Plus, the new streaming service that includes Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, and National Geographic. With all these amazing brands in one place, Disney Plus has one of the most incredible libraries in the entire streaming landscape, and it's all ad-free. From beloved classics like Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs to today's blockbusters like Captain Marvel and Avengers Endgame to critically acclaimed documentaries like National Geographic's Free Solo, the content on Disney Plus is truly unparalleled. Disney Plus also offers some of the most beloved TV shows of all time, including 30 seasons of the Emmy award-winning animated series The Simpsons. And if that weren't enough, Disney Plus has also rolled out a host of originals like The Mandalorian, the first ever Star Wars live-action series, and high school musical The Musical, The Series, a very meta take on the beloved film franchise. It's no wonder Disney Plus has become one of the most talked-about streaming services of 2019. So don't miss out. Sign up for Disney Plus now and start streaming all this great content today. It's that little Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just 2 bucks on the one 3 dollars menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
Well, happy belated life day, friends. Welcome to Collider Jedi Council. Kidnap suck. Andres Cabrera, Emma hey. Fife. Uh, Andres and I, we're a little under the weather. Our beacon it. of all that is good and healthy is Emma Fife today. That's right. Uh, we're going to have a great show. Uh, <laughs> here's what we're going to be talking about today. We are going to be going inside the new Rise of Skywalker TV spot. What can we learn from 30 seconds? Maybe a lot, maybe nothing you didn't already know. We'll find out more on that, Ace. Yes, and we're going to be talking about Jedi Fallen Order. It's finally out, people are playing it, and they're losing their minds. We're going to be talking about it, so make sure you guys tune in for that. And later in the show, we'll be uncovering all of those hidden Star Wars auto emotes floating around in the Twitterverse. But before that, let's get into some Star Wars news. The latest TV spot for Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker has dropped, and it states we're all in this till the end. Uh, it's a very uh, very reminiscent of another uh, big Disney franchise, if any of y'all are familiar yeah. with a little movie called Avengers Endgame, oh. <laughs> whatever it takes. Doesn't quite roll off the tongue uh, in the exact same way, but... Here we go. Bold, bold statements carrying us into uh, what is uh, supposed to be the epic final conclusion to all things Skywalker saga. Uh, In addition to the TV spot, we also got some new posters, some character posters, as well as a gorgeous Star Wars Rise of Skywalker Dolby Cinema uh, poster, which is my personal favorite of the bunch. Yeah. But uh, Ace, uh, uh, what, what's your takeaway from this this very, very brief TV spot that we okay. got? Okay, let's start off with me. So I have this conversation. <laughs> I've had it with you, I think. Yeah. And I've had it with other people, uh, meaning my wanger friends, uh, Copster and Cody, about TV spots and yeah. how we're very anti-TV spot because we feel like... <laughs> I'm cool with watching the trailers, but I always feel like TV spots give too much away, especially near the second and third act, which is why I very much hesitated to watch this. Um, however, I, I caved. I watched it, and now I feel <laughs> awful. I love um, but either way, I, I always feel like, do we have to see all these TV spots? Like, we're going to see it anyways, and I know this is what we're supposed to cover. This is Jedi Council, but... Yeah. I want to preserve the feelings I'm going to feel, especially for a movie like Rise of Skywalker. Sure. I don't know. Those yeah. are my thoughts. I, I've, I've said many, many times uh, when it comes to big franchises like Star Wars, you don't need a lot of advertising. It's Star Wars. People are just going to go see yeah. it. Which isn't to say that you don't have any trailers, but uh, Ken, what are your feelings on, uh, is this is this over-advertising or is just the right amount of advertising? It's somewhere in between. I am right with you, Ace. Like, I leading up to Force Awakens, the TV spots just outright made me grumpy. Uh, the argument can be made about the general audience. I agree with you, Emma. You put the name Star Wars, December 20th, people are going to probably go. But yeah, that's not how it works. So we get it. We get it, but it's the context clues. Um, that you can start going, well, if that picture I saw uh, puts them there, and then, then that means this is there, and then you look at the EW picture of that person in the cockpit, next thing you know, you start tracking it. Now, does it all work out that way? I don't know. You could argue the Phantom Menace trailers predict, uh, showed you an entirely different movie. Um, but I get, a, I get slightly grumpy, and I don't like being grumpy with my Star Wars ace, but I'm like you. And this one, 
I got it. It's really cool stuff, though, Emma. Sure. Like, I, I really enjoyed some of the thing, new things we saw. New I will, shots. I will tell you that the thing I enjoyed the most about this TV spot, and it was very much um, like uh, nostalgia terrorism, is kind of a, a way <laughs> to, to describe it. <laughs> I've never heard that term before. Because what it is, they, it is. They, they, but basically, Star Wars is attacking your nostalgia. <laughs> That's what it does. Uh, in this trailer, or this little, it, it's it's not a trailer. It's a tiny little is there TV a spot. Ransom for it? What's yeah. going on? Okay, let me, okay, so this is what it was. Is Doc I, Brown need to get out of here? <laughs> I was watching it again. This is what I took away from it was it started with Ray's theme, mm. and then mm. it evolved into this sort of variation on Leia's theme, and I went, mm. well, damn it, and then I got really emotional. That's <laughs> so true. that's, that's so my takeaway. It, it got it. me. So all you're like, hey, I don't need this. People are going to come anyways. You're, yeah. you're crying in the No, corner. it got me. But it's good. Yeah. Uh, the stuff, too, with Ray, there was, to me, there was a lot more with Ray. Yes. Just walking around. Uh, we see the big leap, uh, and I heard some people have some problems with the leap. <laughs> good luck to you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it's 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 but that's that was one of the context clues yeah where we saw kylo in a hangar kind of being blown back by something now right. we know what's blowing him back in that scenario but you know what i watched the return of the jedi trailer recently and that basically was like here's the plot of the here's movie here's the whole movie <laughs> yeah. and i and i so, will say that i i do think that thus far all of the advertising we've gotten out of this film has done a good job of setting up images that we're excited to see <laughs> riding a horse on a Star Destroyer. Yeah. I'm, I never knew I wanted that, but I do. Yeah. Um, they, oh, these are the character posters, yeah. right? Look yeah, at there also, uh, there were some great ones, yeah, featuring uh, Zori Bliss, uh, Carrie Russell's character, uh, and also uh, little droid Dio. Dio. Added, well, added Dio. to the, 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 the hallowed I, halls of adorable Star Wars droids. I gotta say of those photos, um, Poe. Poe's grabbing me. Yeah. And I'll say this, Poe, as uh, in the first two movies, costumes kind of drab. I will say it. It was uh, even the Finn one kind of drab. Well, even John Boyega said, John hey, Boyega would agree with you on at, that. At celebration, give me some more. Poe's ascot wearing, <laughs> uh, I, I, I haven't seen it specifically, but he's got the necklace with Shara Bay's ring on it, yep. apparently. I am all in on an adventure Venture Jones, I'm, I'm, Dameron, uh, Nathan Drake, Poe. Yeah, yeah, Nathan, yeah, Nathan Drake, Nathan Drake, or a, 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 a Poe Dameron. I'm trying to put all the. I'm yeah, not, put them all. I'm on Nyquil, Dayquil, and whatever I could grab today. Probably whiskey ace. Anyways, yeah. I just I was excited about that. Yeah, one. but for me, I always feel like when it comes to trailers, you're right. They can mm. be a little bit more deceiving. They could be a little bit more vague. TV spots, however, are a little bit more on brand. Like they're showing you what you get. Sure. And I feel like TV spots are a little bit more like what you said for general movie going audiences because yes. they play during football games, yep. basketball games, mm -hmm. random TV shows. Like this is the kind of stuff that plays on TV, which right. is why they're called TV spots, which is meant to get. <laughs> what? I know. Versus trailers like yeah. are online or in theaters. Right. But these are meant to get the general movie going audiences into the theater and they work because of mm -hmm. that. But for us, it's like, Oh no, I don't want to be spoiled. Well, sure. Going uh, back a bit, the history of it with the big films, let's take solo and rogue one and kind of throw it up. But, but force awakens, go with the saga films, force awakens and last Jedi force awakens. I remember seeing the millennium Falcon for the first time going through the trees. And a, a friend of mine texts me, who's kind of, he's in the bubble, but he's not in like the digital media star Wars discussion bubble. So he was like, Oh man, that was pretty cool. The Falcon. I was like, "What are you talking about?" I saw it. And I was like, "I didn't want to see that." Last Jedi, Emma. Well, that's the first time mm -hmm. we saw Ray with Kylo's lightsaber. That's true. I didn't want to see that. Yeah, yeah. It 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 really truly is. I, I think Ace, you do bring up a good point. Of it, it's trying to find 
that middle ground of the hardcore Star Wars fans that are going, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to see anything. Yeah. I don't want to know anything. I, I have this weird recollection. It was not Star Wars, but of going to see the movie Cabin in the Woods, and I had intentionally like not seen any trailers. I didn't want to know anything about it, and I really enjoyed it going in blind. And I am the kind of person that likes to go in blind to movies, particularly something like a Star Wars where there is so much yeah. like riding on it. However, I will say that I also get excited about trailers, but you're, you, you do bring up a really good point yeah. about the TV spots. Cause for yeah. me, it's, I, I always say, cause I know, like I mentioned, I mentioned Christian before Copster who says no trailers. I say trailers, no TV, TV spots. Because TV spots to me give too much away. See, yeah. But I'm glad to watch trailers. Trailers See, to me yeah. are like the perfect amount of tease. TV yeah. spots are always like, yes. look at this piece of the third act. And I'm like, I don't want to, no. Now, I was so. going to say, now let me ask you this. Do you think that there is a real need for those TV spots to try and that they are going to successfully attract audience whom otherwise would have not gone and seen 100%. this film. They yeah. always work. TV spots are, are there to, to make, like I said before, general movie going audiences go to the theater and it works. It's been proven to work in marketing and Disney is the best at it. So yes, they, they are meant to work, but I can't lie. Mm. When I watch basketball games, when I watch football games, I will Go out of the room. I will <laughs> close my eyes in order to not see these TV spots. Asa like goes and puts like yeah, I'm like no, no, muffs no. on and yeah. blindfold. There, there yeah. is only one thing to do to go against my good friend Josh McCuga's advice: uh, turn off the remote uh, and pick up a book. Yes. All right, that's the only thing to avoid this, right? That's I true. think the best way to do it. Yeah. I think truly I think. is the only way is to just uh, be be a, a, a temporary. Luddite. Yeah. <laughs> Temporary Luddite. Nostalgia terrorism. You just throw yep. in some great uh, terms. Did you have a favorite shot? I was curious. Mm, in this? Yeah. Hmm. I, again, I was so invested you, in you the You were just music. crying. You were well, crying. The music. It just, the music really got me. I just, like, because I, I, I noticed the first time I watched it, because again, it is a very, very short TV spot. 30 seconds, 30 right? seconds. Boom. Um, but I, I remember, like, watching it and, and listening to it the first time, and it's very clearly this kind of variation on Leia theme but when i picked up that it started with like race theme and transitioned Ooh. into that that was when i just yeah. it was it, at that point it was just images uh and and my heart swelling with the music so my heart swelling uh man yeah. uh, did you have a favorite shot yeah uh i mean i kind of like that that little is it a dirt bike that yeah, the, the little, little track speeder on? i think oh, it's yeah. called. that was kind of cool i don't think i've seen something like that before there, it was at celebration on display oh, but, no it, but but it had been in the trailers released at celebration very tiny this is the first time we've seen it oh, yeah like it's a sons like of anarchy yeah. uh, motorcycle yeah. right there I that's that was okay cool. that's a good pull um yeah. i liked ray that now that we now know that um uh, she goes to Kylo's house, and Kylo's like, "You want you want to see my Vader helmet? Yeah, yeah, it's my Vader helmet." And she's walking in. I just something about that that we're gonna get some kind of dealing with the Vader history and legacy right there. Yeah, and he's like, "Are oh, you like my Vader helmet?" And then yeah. she breaks up with him. I don't know. No, <laughs> bringing back memories. I man. mean, that uh, uh, that personal... that would be a a good reason. But don't you think so? That one that one shot of her leaping that yeah. to me signifies that she's like, "I ain't sticking with you." Yeah, she's like, mm -mm. "We're done." She gave him a chance. Yeah, she was like, "Yo." Yeah. We just did this thing together, and now we can make things yeah. right. And he's like, "No, let's go take over yeah. the galaxy." Yeah. And then he was like, "All right, all right, let's destroy the Vader helmet." 
damn it, run, and then that, but Pass. it still didn't work. Pass. That's yep. going to be a... Uh, Star Wars is uh, now a romantic comedy <laughs> on the WB, according to Emma and myself. Yep, hey, but- let's get to this next series of stories here. So one little block. Uh, it is the Kathleen Kennedy news update block. Uh, uh, Adam, Mark Riley, do we have that graphic of Kathleen Kennedy with devil horns and a big, oh, no. like, <laughs> thing? Is that... We dropped that. It's no, no longer part of here. Okay. From Riley. Great. In the trash. All right. So here's the thing. There's a lot to get to here, and I'm not going to go recap every little thing, but uh, it all started with the big Rolling Stone interview. Kathleen Kennedy talking about uh, a lot of things, um, things in the past, things uh, to come. Her contract being up in 2021, working with George, uh, addressing George's uh, uh, grumpiness, which she called, uh, you know, uh, tough letting go uh, when it came to around The Force Awakens time. I, I think just from a casual observer, and I think she kind of indicated George might be in a better spot with a lot of things, uh, and he's going to disagree with some things but he seems overall hey uh it's going on they have they have a long history together i would trust her insights on that more than anybody uh but there's a lot to dive into team uh and i i I think there's a couple in the hollywood reporter story there's a sources say thing uh when they're from the hollywood reporter they're a little bit better than uh you know and a guy in a car yelling type of thing these sources say uh john favreau michelle Rejwan, Rejwan, who we know is in charge of lucas from tv right now and dave filoni are gonna have a more, more of a say going forward um it should be noted that kathleen kennedy was the one that said dave filoni uh, you and favreau you're gonna work together be on the mandalorian uh, project uh another source says that uh, the 2022 film has a director, but it's not Ryan or Feige's project. Yes. Uh, you got something? No, I was I'll just saying that no, I, I was seeing a lot of conversation on Twitter this morning about that. By all accounts, it, it's meant to be announced in January, supposedly. I, okay, that's um, right. However, there were some people that were sort of proposing the idea that this might be a Star Wars celebration announcement, but that isn't until be, April. No, August this year. Oh, August. August. They moved it. It's August. It's, it's, I don't you, know. You I've got, been no, to a no, hotel no, room no. already. I'm good. Yeah. Like, you, I'll be there. <laughs> even if you're there in April, you can enjoy Galaxy's Edge. No, it's exactly. August because we're dealing with some nice Anaheim heat. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Interesting. So here's her yeah. quote. Here's a quote about Feige. Um, she says, Kevin has been a huge fan of Star Wars, and he's made that pretty clear. And I think when he went off to do a couple of the Spider-Man movies, he realized that he could kind of step in and out of what he's doing specifically with just Marvel. He yes. talked to us, and he talked to the studio, which is interesting, and said, you know, is there any chance I could step in and do one of the Star Wars movies? And I thought it was a pretty cool idea. So we're just beginning to talk about what that might be and when that might be, but it's a ways off. Yeah. So... 2022, uh, there's a lot in here, and I want to focus on uh, the 2022 thing first, Emma. Uh, just having some fun of what we might think the director will be or what the project might be. Is it connect to the 2024-2026 releases? It doesn't look like that's Ryan, though that, no. that's still been said it's alive, but yeah. not. we don't hear much either way about the Ryan Johnson, Ryan Johnson project. What it do you got? would not surprise me if it was somebody that is currently one of the directors on the Mandalorian and here's why because I feel like based on things that were said at that panel and also with Star Wars maybe going more in the direction of like a Marvel Cinematic Universe of hey we're we have like a real creative vision for this going forward and we want certain things to be in line with one another okay it feels to me like that is a logical choice of somebody that's already inside what's going on with Star Wars to have a project that, I mean, we've already seen Deborah Chow, one of the directors on The Mandalorian, is show running the Obi-Wan show. So I feel like, you know. So 
I like that. I, I like that. If you're going to protect someone, yeah. it's not going to be big, splashy. Um, there's some other great names. I, sure. I still think Guillermo del Toro wants to do a Star Wars film. I still Absolutely. think he, he had some ideas that, that probably were down the, down the path of production, I, yeah. I even think. But it, it, so it could be. Mm-hmm. Or it could be someone in-house right now, Ace, that their trust. Uh, we're going to do the Mando spoiler talk in a bit. But, um, you know, Rick uh, Famiyua uh, just yeah. put this great episode out. Again, we're not going to talk about it. Uh, but he's got... Yeah. He's got good films in his resume. I know. I mean, because I, I still keep going back to that that novel that he was supposed to do, and I still think he's going right, to right, do it, right, Children right. of Blood and Bone, which I, I think is actually kind of a big deal, even though people don't think it is. Like, that's a bestseller. Yeah. Like, that's a really big novel. People love that book. Right. And that was supposed to be under Lucasfilm. So I think that might be a little bit ahead of the time maybe they'll switch that out and make yeah. him do that or maybe it's John Favreau doing a film and sure. he's he's following up the major success of The Lion King and giving another blockbuster win I mean no secret he wanted to do Force Awakens yeah uh, he campaigned for that looking at uh, uh, Rick Fayyum I'm Fama you NyQuil is coursing through my veins <laughs> Uh, my lips are not moving up. He is announced for Past Midnight, Children of Blood and Bone, Son of Shaolin, and Uptown Saturday Night. These are announced projects. Yeah. He's got a busy slate. He's in pre-production on Black Hole. Um, so there's a lot going on. We're just speculating. There, mm-hmm. There's nothing here that would make us think either way. It's just so fun. Yeah. I, I think regardless of, of who the director is, I think this is all based on what's the future of the leadership in, in Lucasfilm. Right, okay. Is, is that going to be Kathleen going forward? Is she going to finish the Skywalker saga and say, peace out? Is, is John Favreau going to take over her? Is, yeah. is, like These are all questions that the Hollywood Reporter is kind of yeah. bringing up. And it's, it's interesting because to someone like me and to someone who maybe is outside of this world might be like, I don't get it. These movies are making money. Why would they need a change of leadership? However, to Star Wars fans, they... A lot of them want to see change. Mm. It's it's interesting though because the article ends by saying, you know, either way, any of these changes would be her blessing. Like yeah. this would be her protege. Oh yeah. Whether it's John Favreau, whether it's Michelle, I forget her Rej- name. Rejwan. Yeah. Rejwan. Yeah. E- either one of those leadership changes would be a Kathleen Kennedy sign-off kind of thing. Yeah. But it's I feel like that is going to be the biggest step going forward because people forget Lucas chose her yeah. as like his next in line. Oh, completely independent of Disney. That happened before the Disney acquisition. So so what people yeah. what people don't realize is this is something that still has a big connection to George Lucas. And and I feel like people have this bad this really weird tendency and I've seen it in Star Wars fandom and I've seen it online of like Mandalorian versus Rise of Skywalker. Oh, very much so. Mandalorian oh, yeah. versus Star Wars movies. The sequel trilogy sucks. But and I'm like, bro, it's all the same people, yo. Like yeah. this is it's... literally coming from the same people. Yeah. Like the same leadership who's doing the sequel movies is doing the TV show. Yeah. Stop putting it against each other. It that's there, a fake, there's a weird there's a weird that's ob- a fake war. It's not real. There's like, a weird obsession with. Either or, yeah, uh, and, and, and get, like, you may like Mandalorian. I, I know good mm. friends of mine who are like Mandalorian is what I've been waiting for, and I'm so happy for those people. And, and uh, I, but you, you don't have to choose. It is a buffet. It yeah. is a buffet. If you want the if you want the wedges today, or you want the salad, or you want to make a taco, it's all there for <laughs> you. All... But it's all under the Sizzler banner. <laughs> yeah, one of the greatest restaurants of all time. Um, <laughs> you know what, what I'm trying to say is the article really paints a picture of like, well, John Favreau is meeting a lot of, and I'm like, that was. 
Kathleen Kennedy's idea yeah, was John Favreau. Well, like, and this is still and coming specifically from Filoni. Filoni yes. said several times it was yeah. her. Hey, you guys should work together. And I feel like some of the news coverage of this is underplaying the role of Dave Filoni, whom, as you say, Ken was very specifically <laughs> not appointed, but encouraged by yep. Kathleen Kennedy in terms of he and Favreau collaborating with one another on The Mandalorian. Yeah. And also, it just like. As you say, Ace, it's all one Star Wars. Yeah. It's all one Star Wars. And yeah. I, and, but to that point, I do also like that Star Wars has managed to exist in this space where directors are allowed a lot of freedom. And I think that, you know, looking at something like The Mandalorian and the directors of that show talking specifically, De- Deborah Chow in particular, about how collaborative the process was and how they all like knew what the others were doing that to me is so much more exciting than saying like okay now we're gonna we're gonna steer the star wars ship in a in a way where everything is very samey because i like that right now the individual films are allowed to have some you know different characteristics Mm. uh absolutely i I also have over the years, I, 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 I am of two minds. I get obsessed with this stuff, too. I love this stuff. I love the office politics. I, mm-hmm. I really do. But it doesn't affect anything about the movies to me. And there, there's an obsession. Mm-hmm. It's not just Star Wars. There's an obsession with what everyone thinks is going on behind the scenes, what the stories are behind the scenes. And that's what I, I, I came from the sports world. You're a sports guy. And I used to be all the sports talk stuff and everything. And after a while, it was like, you know what only matters? What's happening on the field? I don't yep. need to know three hours of what Ben Roethlisberger is going to have for breakfast before he eats. And I still <laughs> I see that over here. And I think you can be obsessed with it like I am a little bit because I love those kind of stories. Sure. Uh, Bill Carter books about Johnny Carson and Letterman and Leno and all <clears> the backstage <throat> stuff is fascinating to me. Yeah. But it, 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 if you're letting it influence and using it as film criticism – then I, God bless you. Yeah. It's not, a, it's not around here anymore because that's, that's, it's not, it's not good. It's not healthy for you as a fan. And this no. isn't to say that mm-hmm. maybe, maybe Star Wars, maybe Kathleen does want to step off and maybe she does sure. want to pass off the baton and she does want to move on and say, you know what? I did my, however many movies I did this, I'll leave it to someone else. And that's great. We can still see something new sure. come in with new leadership. That yeah. that's something we can see. I don't know what that new leadership would bring. I don't know who that would be. Yeah. A lot of people are saying John Favreau now because of the success of Mandalorian. But even then, it's like that's to be to be fair. That's a great choice because, sure, like the article says, like he's already made a ton of money for Disney. Mm-hmm. He's already friends with a lot of Marvel dudes. Mm-hmm. Like he has some pretty good connections in Hollywood. He would be a good choice. But either way, the difficulty that stands before them of making a follow-up to the Skywalker saga is still there. Yeah. It's not going away. So I, I feel like it's it's fascinating to see where does Star Wars go without yes. Skywalker. And it is interesting, too, because you are coming up on, obviously, what is going to be a massively large change as we're no longer dealing with that sort of central story. So if it is... if I, I could see it going both ways of, you know what, this is a great time to have a change in leadership. And again... Whoever takes over will be directly handed the reins by Kathy Kennedy. She'll have a big, big say in whoever that is. Um, But then there is also the like, well, maybe she wants to stay on and kind of like make sure that that Star Wars is is going in a direction that she feels is is true to George Lucas's vision of it. Yeah. And I've always liked the idea of, hey, installing someone in charge of 
Star Wars yeah. in, inside Lucasfilm. Also, this is, and this is again what I talk about the obsession of it is, is this idea that suddenly now is everyone an, ex, an expert about what the goings on in that office. <laughs> For four or five years, people are yelling at the story group as if they're the ones writing the movies and they right. have nothing to do no, with it. Oh, no. So that's what I get grumpy where, like, you, you, you're out there, you don't know what's going on. And, yeah. and Ka- you don't know Kathleen's battles with Bob Iger. You hear those stories of, of Iger's decisions, <laughs> um, the solo thing. She's the one who's like, we should release solo in december nah first quarter or second quarter business to get our investors uh prep for the rest of the year to, to move our it's all a business decision yeah. uh and yeah, Star Wars is in may and it tanked for a, lo- a, lar- a large part of that which is why uncle bob said that so that's why i go back to this like this is all fascinating and i i want to find you know the positive choices of the next director of uh, and what you're saying ace is so true but what the hell do you do and Kathleen Kennedy might go slam dunk, Rise of Skywalker, makes its money, and I'm out of here. Um, and, Which is fine. And she's earned that right. Yeah. If I was her at 66 years of age, after a successful career, at some point, I want to go on a beach and drink <laughs> margaritas until the sun comes up. <laughs> yeah. And if she wanted to do that, uh, yep. do it. Like get, She's earned that, too. Get a little boat and yeah. a, a nice uh, beachside home. And, and I think it's fine, too. Like New leadership doesn't necessarily mean... You know, some sort of weird like transformation, mm-hmm. and they're yes. gonna flip everything. Mm-hmm. Or, or particularly negative. Yeah, there's nothing about the conversations about this transition about anything negative. It could just be a natural flow. However, if if I'm someone outside looking in, and I've said this a million times, and I think people forget because we're all in this world, and I really want to make it clear. Yeah. Star Wars movies these past few years have been all W's except for one, which is Solo. Yeah. I can't deny. Solo was an L. Like, mm. that's clearly an L because that's a box office failure. Sure. People still look at movies in this weird idea of, like, I didn't like it, therefore it's a failure. Yeah. And it's like, it made a billion dollars. Yes. It's a success. Yes. Like, regardless of, for example, Disney is king at this, right? Yeah. Look at a movie like, I love how they said John Favreau because John Favreau made a movie that a lot of people consider to be the safest, right. like, Disney yeah. live action film, but it made the most money Time. over this year. So it's one of those things where it's like, it made a lot of money. That's all that matters. Like, people, look at movies like Venom. Look at movies like Aquaman. Like, those aren't the most critical success movies, but they made a billion dollars. That's what matters to studios. And every single Star Wars film, except for Solo, has made a ton of money. That's kind of a success. And that's kind of hard to say after the failures of Kathleen Kennedy. And I'm like, what failures? Like, maybe one yeah. failure. Yeah. Solo is a failure. I, well, I, and they, that's, that's one. True. That's one out of... That's one. Yeah. How many? Yeah. And, and to be fair, there is a lot of fan backlash, and that's true. And I feel like, in some way, that should be acknowledged, but I feel like it shouldn't... Like trump everything else. It, yeah. it, no, everything it should else. be acknowledged, but again, that's from the outside looking in. It's like, look, I hear a lot about the director choices. Uh, I and I will argue <clears> to the end of the day that maybe she, maybe you should consider she made the good choices. Josh, Josh Trank, a mess. Gone. Mm-hmm. Out of here. Uh, Lord and Miller, uh, I don't know if that was her choice to get them there. And then when things start going wrong, uh, she makes the command decision to do what she she, she felt she needed to do. Trevorrow, uh, you know, after Book of, uh, what was it, Book of Henry and everything. Um she made that decision, and, and and it's looked as mistakes. It's 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 rocky. Yeah, sure. I, I think they jumped in. Absolutely, and and you can't deny yeah. that. You know, okay, yep. There were some maybe poor appointments made that didn't feel like it was in line with what she and everybody at Lucasfilm was trying to achieve. 
But also, you know, sometimes when you're the boss, you got to make those decisions. And, and I don't want to, you know, stay on this topic for too long because I know we want to move on. Last thing I'll say, you read the Bob Iger book, right? I did read the Iger book. Everything he says about Star Wars to me is so fascinating about his conversations with George because it really goes to show I'm very pro George Lucas for anyone out there. Like I'm on team George Lucas and I'm very much pro let's push the envelope. Let's see where Star Wars can go. Let's get weird. Like I yeah. really like the whole like let's get nuts. Yeah. Like, yeah. Let's get but nuts. I, I like his like, you know what? Let's talk about like super microscopic midi chlorian yeah, beads. Yeah, yeah, and I'm yeah. like, hell yeah, let's do it. Um, <laughs> because he really wants to push this weird fantasy world that he created. Yeah. And I like how Bob was like, I just want to make a movie that looks like the first Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, yeah. And the Force and, Awakens. And that, that yeah. was so disappointing yeah. to George. But these are all decisions that are difficult to make. And, and they're all money-based decisions, which is disappointing. Yeah. However, that's why I want to see a little bit more push yeah. towards creativity. Mm-hmm. Whatever and, it is in 2022. And I think that you're right. That That, that is where the disconnect happens. Yeah. Is because ultimately, the companies that are producing <clears throat> and distributing these films, they have to make money. They're mm-hmm. spending so much money to make these movies that ultimately, as long as they make back what they <laughs> invested in it and then some, again, billion dollar films... Sure. Yeah, they go great. This was a success. The problem is, is that we're dealing with something that is has such a legacy to it, and so there are a, there's a lot of emotions involved as far as sort of the fan community goes that studios aren't necessarily all that tapped into. Sure. Yeah. No, yeah. it's it's the big business of it. And, and let's not forget, everyone wants to get little fingers on it. And, mm-hmm. ooh, Star Wars. And Bob Iger, in that book, he talked about, yeah, we were going to do the sale. All of a sudden, last minute, George put Kathleen Kennedy in charge. That was not an Iger decision. And, you know, I, I, I've been through company transitions before. You, usually, you all have to uh, resign, and then you get hired by the company taking over. Yes. I guess at that point, they could have said, uh, sorry, Kathleen Kennedy, you're, we're not picking up your contract or whatever. But we don't know the business of it, and that's always part of the fun, I guess. It's part of the speculation. Hell, even changes on your favorite YouTube channels, you don't know half the stories, <laughs> but you all think you do. So it's part of the fun. It's part of what we're here. Um, but also, we got these movies and stories to talk about, Ace, including this little one, Rise of Skywalker, uh, that's going to feature Leia. And J.J. Abrams was uh, spilling some information on that. Yeah, so what's great about this, this is on Slash Film. He says... Um, There are scenes where she's interacting with characters in a way that's uncanny. Hopefully, if it works, it will be an invisible thing if you didn't know, and you would never know. But we got to tell the story with Leia that we would have told if Carrie had lived, and that's kind of incredible. And that's a really cool idea of the fact that they didn't have to worry, basically used technology to not worry about cutting her story out of the movie. How do you guys feel about that? Because I know a lot of this... When they first announced this, this was a big story because it got the blessing of her daughter. Yeah. Uh, I believe her name is Billy. Billy, Lord. Billy, Lord. Billy Lord. Yeah, and, and um, Gary Fisher, the whole family. But they really Gary the dog. But they really yeah. pushed that that storyline of like the daughter's blessing literally was cool with this <laughs> mm-hmm. to make her a significant part of the movie. Yeah. Using this kind of post technology. Yeah. What? I mean, you know, there's uh, any any film that gets made. Any <clears throat> any sort of filmed anything, film, TV show, music video, uh, there's a certain amount of 
footage that gets left on the cutting room floor. Uh, so it's interesting to me that J.J. Abrams is very much saying that he didn't have to alter any of his vision for Leia because it seems to be a little different uh, than than the story had had Trevorrow still been uh, yeah. in charge of this film. I'm glad you brought that up because I've heard that. <laughs> I even myself was like, wait a minute, didn't they say that Nine was going to be her story? Yes. It was when Colin Trevorrow had the reins, unfor- her unfortunate yes. passing. I've, I've, I haven't heard much about the Trevorrow script other than there would have been some maybe weirder things that you might have liked, Ace, going on. Um, but no one really knows. No one's on lockdown. And, and then it's all in lockdown. Uh, but JJ comes in, and it's interesting. Uh, WGA uh, ruled the arbitration ruled that Derek Connolly and Colin Trevorrow will get partial story by credit mm. for episode mm, nine. Okay. But that doesn't that could simply mean if you've ever been uh, to WGA arbitration uh, stories, uh, it could mean that hey, their movie had uh, lightsabers and space fights. Your movie has lightsaber and space fights. Uh, we're going to have to give them some credit. It doesn't necessarily mean specific plot details, but. That's what's interesting yes. to me. That's the fine thing of Trevorrow. Yeah, they had to scrap everything. JJ comes in. What he wanted to tell, he already knew what he could tell. Mm-hmm. I think it's a small detail. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's 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 a interesting conversation to have because we've seen this before, obviously. I mean, Hunger Games did mm-hmm. it with Phil yeah, Timor Hoffman. Obviously, Furious 7, Fast oh, 7. Right, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, did it with Paul Furious Walker. Furious 7. They were just mad in that one. Yeah. There was no fastness. <laughs> but how great was his send-off in Fantastic. that movie? I mean, yeah. everyone was... I was in tears. And, and yeah. it's one of those things where there is a good way to do this. Surprisingly, there's yeah. a good way to do this, even though it could seem insensitive or it could mm. seem like you're profiting off someone who's not there. Yeah. There's, there's a positive way to, to do this, and I think we've seen it before. Yeah, I have a lot of faith going into it. it, it again, it all comes down to the execution, but uh, I, I just have there, – there seems to be some weird synergy to it. I, I wish, obviously, Carrie Fisher was still alive and still part of this, but I think even Carrie would be like, well, of course they're going to use me after my death. That's, yeah, my whole life is so going to be as Princess Leia, even in death. So I have a lot of faith that they, that they all have respect, that <clears> to get the blessing, to make it work – from from Todd Fisher, the family, Billy Lord, Gary the dog, uh, for everyone to be on board. I, 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 I just I think we're gonna we're gonna have something pretty special. I do too. Can I tell you that I had a dream the other night, a very vivid dream that I had seen Rise of Skywalker. Wow! And do that tell. I, I was disappointed oh. with how Leia was handled specifically. Oh, no way. Um, but I, is the Force speaking to I you? I hope not. I truly hope that that is not a dream for the future or a, a, a premonition of the future. I have two very vivid memories of this dream. One, I was disappointed with the very tiny amount of Leia that was in it. All I remember is she had no lines, mm. um, <laughs> which I was completely... She, she just smiled I just, all. I was yeah. like, well, I mean, I'm glad she was in the movie and they didn't kill her off. Yeah, I remember Okay. that from the stream <clears throat> the other thing i remember being really mad about was i didn't get my force ghost army oh <laughs> you're right you're, you're believe me emma i'm like really on that's board not for true. this now i'm we so all know that's happening now. emma yeah yeah that's so actually force happen. ghost army. Yes. it's army. happening uh, taking it's, down those holy fonts um, right I'm yeah yes but you know uh, i i have been in favor of the decision that they made in terms of how they were going to handle Leia's character uh, in that they're using existing footage and they're simply using uh, special effects to put her into scenes with basically the actors in their new costumes, as as much as I can tell. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I... Again, the ideal situation is she would have been alive and well and could have... 
been in as much of the story as they possibly could have used her in. But, yeah. you know, uh, it, I'm very interested to see the filmmaking decisions in yeah. terms of using her. But I, it also gives me confidence that J.J. Abrams is coming at this saying, well, I was able to do what I wanted to do with the character. So he clearly had a vision for it and wasn't just making it up based on what he had. Mm. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Can I say something before we move on to, because uh, I think we're going to Mandalorian, right? Yes. Um, yes. The court will allow it. I, I, just reading the Rolling Stone yep. uh, article from Kathleen Kennedy, I still keep thinking, and I know this is me just speculating <laughs> and being a Star Wars nerd, but what's going to happen in The Rise of Skywalker based off what J.J. Abrams so far has said his conversations have been with the writer Chris Terrio. Mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of people aren't bringing up his name as much as they should. I try to bring it up a lot because you're right. Because Every interview he's given has been really insightful into what they're going yeah, for. Yeah, and he really, J.J., in the first article, I believe, that came out about the Rise of Skywalker, kind of said that Chris pitched him ideas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like he basically said, oh, Chris came to me and pitched me these crazy ideas. And I'm yeah. like... What does that mean? Because they didn't really know each other. Exactly. It's been said they were, you know, he knew Terry for some of his work. Argo, yeah. probably the most uh, successful. When he were he, the DC stuff, I know it's not as well received, <laughs> obviously, right? But that's what I'm. That's kind of what I was leaning towards yep. is the fact that you know, obviously, he wrote Argo, but he also wrote Batman versus Superman. I'm curious to see what are those ideas that yeah. he pitched to JJ, and I'm just so like curious to be like, what are you doing, Chris? I, I want to know. I think they met at a Fuddruckers here in Burbank, <laughs> yeah, and I think Terry just leaned in and said. Space horses. Yeah. And JJ went yep. sold. Yep. I think that was it. I really yeah. thought you were going to go Sizzler on their uh, Well, unfortunately, place. they're shutting them all down around these parts here. Oh, None of them official sponsors. <laughs> all right. Uh, that's it uh, for Star Wars news. Not just movie news, but all the news. Click to fit. Uh, and uh, Or fit to click. or fit click to... Mm. If you knew, I drink NyQuil straight from the bottle. I don't Damn. even use the little cup. I, I might have help. Um, all right. We're going into our Mandalorian segment, which means we're going to do the spoiler dance. This is uh, what we decided. If you missed last week, we determined we're going to have to discuss this discuss this on a weekly Star Wars show. We couldn't, we can't ignore it. But we understand a lot of you people might not be caught up. A lot of you might be in countries that don't even have the Mandalorian. And well, God bless you. I hope you threw your phone out the window because Twitter takes care of all the spoilers for you, including some of the sure official does. accounts and people involved. We're sorry about that. I even tweeted out some yesterday's show. Was I was on Couch Tomatoes? I tweeted. I didn't know their link had a spoiler in the thumbnail. I'm sorry about that. It happens. But we're going to block this off right now. You are in a safe zone. If you want to come back, we'll drop some time codes of when you can skip it. But let's dive into it. We three did not get a chance to break it down on the Collider Review. You can check out Joseph Scrimshaw and Mark Riley going deep into Chapter 2, The Child Ace. You're chomping at the bit. What do you got? It's because I can finally say, hey, baby Yoda, baby Yoda, baby Yoda. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's going crazy about baby Yoda. It's real. It's happening. Embrace it. Mm -hmm. Give him a little Mm -hmm. hug. Mm -hmm. I like how he waddles towards you. Best. His, his waddling is next hands. level. His little hand raising up to help the Mandalorian. When he was trying to do the sort of like E.T. like yeah. ouch. Like yeah. it reminded me of that so oh, it's much. Oh, to- it's totally uh, E.T. Uh, I, 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 uh, Adam, can we all one by one try a, uh, try our baby Yoda in person? Yes. Okay, <laughs> that's Ken. <laughs> I'm entertained. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're silly people. Yep. Yes, uh, it's finally here. It's and and it's just not. It's it's. We'll see where it goes the rest of the show. We know this is kind of the the uh, MacGuffin, so to speak, but it's a MacGuffin yeah. with some some purpose there. Uh, but it's going to drive the plot. But 
but I didn't expect them this episode. It's it's lone wolf and cub here, man. This is this is like this was a lot of Baby Yoda, and I yeah. I really love that. Not to mention the fact that I mean, obviously this was a very short episode. My God, yeah, twenty eight minutes, not counting like credits. And I stuff was like, like mm-hmm. yo, this thing's thirty yeah. minutes. What thirty minutes? Um, but either way, the final reveal, like regardless of how much like we, you know we're blasting Jawas, we're running mm-hmm. around, but regardless of all that, the fact that we finally get. He's not just a force user. He's damn powerful in the yeah. force. And I'm saying he because I don't know. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, don't we know. Don't we know. Don't know. Boy or girl. Baby but, Yoda's been the accepted term. It could be yeah, Baby yeah. Yaddle. It could be, I keep I calling mean, it a Yakuza. I mean, even the New Yorker yeah. made a, a even the cartoon New of yeah. Baby Yoda. Yeah. 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 But either way, my God, he can, he's powerful in the force, man. Mm-hmm. Like, that's yeah. a, that's a, what was it, a mudhorn? Mudhorn. Mud mud was yeah. powerful as hell. Like he's Which, just by the way, I feel sorry for the mudhorn. The mudhorn's just sitting there sleeping, right? protecting its egg. And blend the Jawas, man. Oh, the my space God. The Jawas. Jawas there. Yeah, I do blend the Jawas for a lot, Emma. Jawas truly are garbage. Yeah. Like, they're the worst. <laughs> All I could think during <clears throat> the sequence where he comes back and his ship has been stripped by Jawas was if that had happened in Pencils and Parsecs, the Star Wars RPG that I did, if Bert. Jennings, our GM, had ever had my ship get stripped by Jawas, I would have murdered him. I was yeah. so angry for the Mandalorian. You just, you just don't like Jawas? Just, or just You don't I, like ships being I stripped? I loved Jawas when I was a kid, but the yeah. more I learn about Jawas, I'm well, like, Mm-mm, That's one of the highlights those little buggers. of this, because uh, we always talk about Favreau dumping out his Kenner action figures yes. and imagining things, and... and, and I, I like. I always wondered what the sand crawler was like on the inside. Yeah. We, we saw a little bit with the droids, but I loved. I was obsessed as a kid. Like in Revenge of the Sith, where Anakin's talking to mm-hmm. the Jawas, and the and the three sand crawlers are there with open. Yeah. I'm zooming in. Like, what's going on? Do they have beds? Yeah, like a, yeah. Is there a Starbucks in there in the food court area? <laughs> Probably, yeah. But uh, we got to see. We uh, as Scrimshaw and, and Riley talked about on the Collider review. We got to see a patio upstairs. Um, the old timey horn, and and we kind of revealed to your point. Jawas, especially that lead Jawas, kind of sarcastic jerks. When they're like, yes. you sound like a Wookiee. Like, that was hilarious, whoa. by the hey. way. Yeah, when uh, the Mandalorian was attempting to speak yeah. Jawa and they made they fun of his laughing. accent. Yeah. yeah. And, and Ace, we get to see the no disintegrations finally play out. It sure did. Uh, you That's got, what I was going to say. You're excited about No, the- not just that, but the fact that I love that he sees Jawas stealing his ship and he's like, oh, I'm straight up murking these Jawas. Straight up <laughs> blasting them away. I was like, yo, this guy is taking... Yeah, nothing from these Jawas. He's straight up murdering them. And uh, you, you were right on about the tone and the director for yeah. this episode. How if you watch Dope, it's more funny than maybe you'd expect or think or thought or heard. And there's a lot of humor in this episode. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, it comes a lot from the yeah. Jawas. But uh, we get a uh, what is it? Quill, 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 Quill. Quill. Another return from Quill. Yeah. I, I wonder if that's the last time we're gonna. I think it's the last time for yeah, Quill. I, think, okay. so. I think it's the last time for IG-11. I don't want I to. I think so, too. He got blasted honestly. in the head. I mean, the thing is, it's an IG droid. We might see another yeah. IG droid that is sure. also voiced by Taika Waititi at some point in or, the look, series. I'd love IG-11 Maybe to come back and be like, yeah. you blasted me in the head. That's against protocol of the guild. Like, I want yeah. it. But I also get a sense, Emma, that like they're just like, yeah, it's Ty- Taika came in for that. And yeah. I kind of do, too. Yeah. I mean, thus far, everything we've gotten out of this series is... I mean, obviously, it is it is serial. It is one continuous story. However, it, they do feel like these nicely packaged little westerns. They're these little mm. tone poems, yeah. and, and I wanted to talk to you both about them. And we'll see how it expands. We'll see when once more characters. But the fact that we still only see 
all the events, all the information through the eyes of the Mandalorian, and now a little glimpse through Baby Yoda. My favorite moments True. were Baby Yoda watching, you see behind his, behind his head, connecting with the Mandalorian, watching what this guy's doing, how, how he's, he's doing things for me, and, and having empathy. There's a lot of empathy is the theme here in Star Wars mm-hmm. and, and Mandalorian. But I love that, that like, like, I know the planet now, Arvala 7, but some people were asking me, and I'm like, I don't know, because the Mandalorian doesn't know. They're, they're keeping it. The information you need only comes to him, and I really like that decision to see it all through his eyes. Hundred percent, yeah, and and the fact that we're following again, I said it on episode one, and we got confirmation in episode two. The fact that we're following a character mm-hmm. whose, you know, morality is very questionable, and I yep. love that. The fact that he sees Jawa stealing a ship, and his natural reaction is. I'm going to murder all these Jawas. <laughs> That's the natural action of him and Emma Fife. Yeah, yes. but can I say, too, like the, the Mudhorn scene, mm. did anyone get little mini flashbacks to Attack of the Clones it's, with Jango it's a Fett? Bit, yeah. Oh, Jango and the Reek? Well, yeah, Django, definitely, definitely, definitely. Because he pulls the, the... Yeah, he tries, yeah. And then he starts, like, getting dragged behind it. And I yeah. was like, this is very... There's a lot of homages. Offensive yeah. to any Django Fett fans. Bringing <laughs> it as an homage. But, oh, uh, yeah, it's th- pouring salt that's on the wound. <laughs> with a, a little homage to uh, Last Crusade like, oh, with Indy jumping out of the way. Yeah. Memories of murder. Okay, yeah. I see how it is. What are some of the, your favorite things, themes, moments in these episodes, Emma? Oh, in this episode. man, in this episode. Other than I, all of Baby Yoda stuff. All of Baby Yoda. Oh, my goodness. Mm. Again, I go back to his hands. They... they um. Uh, John Favreau shared the official concept art I for know. Baby Yoda, and he has a little foot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, what would I say? Okay, so I oh I really enjoyed uh, the conclusion where Quill and the Mandalorian are um, rebuilding the Razor Crest tissue, yep. mm. um, and and uh, the Mandalorian's reaction is, uh, you know, this is going to take forever, and. Quill goes, well, if you care to help me, it might go yeah. a little faster. Because I, I like, again, I love that we're getting everything just from his perspective. And and he's somebody who thinks that he is always the smartest person in the room. I think that that is um, an emotional defense mechanism that he has built up over the years. Yeah. Uh, and I like that we keep seeing these moments come up, particularly um, centered around baby Yoda where he mm. is thrown off and he is not the smartest person in the room yeah. and and in dealing with the Jawas if he had just gone to negotiate with them in the first place and hadn't disintegrated a few of them then we would have been at a better starting ground um yeah. so yeah I, I really like the the whole conversation yeah. about you don't you know nothing Jon Snow you know uh, what yeah, I mean I like, have spoken no I, I'm glad you brought up the Quill stuff because yeah. I think every almost every line of dialogue from Quill has served this mentor role uh, yeah. in, in, in typical kind of fantasy you know, hero's journey stuff but also western stuff I think it's it's been a home run almost every line I agree Quill says have, uh, taps into the thing he's, he's challenging this Mandalorian to rise up to be better than he is yes. and with every challenge. And that's, I with you, I, I, we scrimshine, uh, obviously broke it down on our force center, uh, in-depth discussion of, we went a lot, we went a few minutes just on that line of, if you'd care to help, this would go a lot faster. Mm-hmm. And, and this is a lesson for the Mandalorian around everything. And, yeah, and I, I'm really enjoying Quill stuff. I'm sad if, you, if this is it, but yeah. got a lot of it there. Yeah it's, yeah, it's kind of an interesting conversation to have because we're learning about this character and we start right away with who he is. He's a, he's a warrior. He's a Mandalorian. You know, he's the kind of guy who shoots first, asks questions later. And we like that about him. But at the same time, throughout the episodes and throughout the time, 
we start to realize like maybe that's not the best route mm-hmm. and maybe his decision making of being this like shoot first kind of guy is kind of pulling him back and maybe the conclusion of this season will be him kind of realizing that my identity as a Mandalorian can expand so much more than just murder, shoot, and then mm-hmm. take bounties and then bring it back yeah. to my people. Because my favorite line in this episode is um, when they say, you know, drop your weapons. And he's like, weapons are a part of my religion. Right, right. Like, I'm not going to drop my weapon, which is right. a badass line. Yeah. But it's also that idea of like, if weapons are a part of your religion, bro, you got to you, you gotta stop. You gotta well, drop your weapons. Which man. is also why Duchess Satine challenged her people in yeah. new Mandalorian ways, yeah. and why that decree mm-hmm. Death Watch. And, and I, I still think Mandalorian identity and culture is going to play so much more into the show. And that sure. could be uh, that line is interesting to me too, because on the surface it's like, yeah, man, we know the Mandalorians are warlike creatures. Uh, Emma yeah. ran through the lore with us here. You know that it's in their history, but that's not necessarily where they ended up. No. Though they decided to fight, maybe the Empire wiped them out, but. I really do like that line as that well. Line was yeah. so cool. There's a lot there. Like, oh. um, Warner Herzog actually talked about how the Baby Yoda made him cry, which yeah. uh, he calls it heartbreakingly beautiful, the situation, which Warner Herzog Warner talking Her- about Star Wars Herzog, now is my favorite I thing. Literally, <laughs> it's my favorite I literally, I would like a nine hour documentary that's just Warner Herzog talking about Star Wars because yeah. he had this quote that has been circulating around the internet on the uh, during the Mandalorian premiere where they showed the first three episodes where he was talking about how, uh, you know, it was such an incredible experience because Star Wars is creating new mythologies and that's mm. something that we don't see happen and that, like, right. when you're in that world, it is real. And so much of what they did in this show was practical. Uh, Baby Yoda obviously done in a, a variety of ways but yeah. it, it, it's a practical it's effect practical. it's a practical effect it's practical yeah um yeah quick note no i just love uh, i've always said that the the fusion between practical uh, like a practical yeah. puppet yeah. and cgi and the fact that you can blend them mm-hmm. and you can make something like a baby yoda or you can make something like the night walkers for example in, yeah. in game of thrones like um, these are all cool ways and cool effects that you can do on TV that are so fascinating. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, yeah. And it's that don't well. have like an uncanny valley-ness sure. about them. Yeah, you know we're what getting I mean? better all the time. Because you can see time. his face is animated, but you can still yep. see a physical yeah. presence there. They use it so, so cool. well. The cinematography, the shots and everything, the, yeah. the, the Mandalorian repairing himself and flashing in, in, yes. in Baby Yoda's well, eyes. And just to, to uh, one little last point uh, yeah. in regards to the Mandalorian before we, we move on so people can rejoin us. Um, I think that I was really okay with the Baby Yoda uh, use of the Force mm-hmm. uh, because, again, I was very much looking forward to a episode or, or, or a Star Wars thing where, you know, it's not about Jedi. Yeah. But it was played so well in in regards to, again, that whole idea that you have the Mandalorian who is very set in his ways. He's like, I am a bounty hunter. I shoot first. I ask questions later. Everything I do is right for me. When everything happens with the force use and then the baby Yoda passes out and he's suddenly in this place of being like, I truly cannot explain what happened and I don't know what's going on with this little creature. Yeah. It's Quill. It's Quill again. Yeah. Tell, tell me again. I, I don't understand. Yeah. yeah. It's served it, and it, it totally serves what I think is that overall theme of the show of questioning yeah. what you believe to be true. 
Yeah. Love it. Uh, we're going to move on uh, to our next segment. Moving so Mandalorian on. spoiler, boom, done. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll also start taking some questions specific in this segment, but we want to get to this fun little segment here, and then we got Jedi Fallen Order after that. Emma, Heck there's been a lot of Star yes. Wars hashtags with emojis. Am I using those terms right? Emojis. I, I call them auto emotes because uh, you have fancy. to use the hashtag in order to make the emoji uh, generate. Ah. And if you spell it wrong, it won't happen. It's not like you can just pick, you know, you can just go in into your emojis and like pick a little ray sure. to add to your yeah. uh, to gotcha. your tweet or your text or whatever. Sense. It only exists on Twitter. You have to use the hashtag Ray, and then you'll get this cute little face of Ray. Star Wars actually released forty two wow. uh, emojis in celebration of their forty of forty two years of storytelling uh, in in preparation for the release of The Rise of Skywalker in theaters in one month. Uh, uh, Shout out to uh, Michelle over at uh, Lucasfilm, Michelle Buckman, who runs social for them uh, for steering me in the right direction of people who had discovered all of the uh, emojis that are in existence. So these come from uh, at underscore Celine Jade on uh, Twitter, who managed to discover all of them. Now, uh, there are a few that'll get generated depending on different things so for example you can use padme or you can use queen amidala either way you're going to end up with the little the little queen amidala it looks like her um face with her crazy hair headdress in phantom menace that that very iconic image of her i got i got Uh, my black series my black series rebels pin of uh, queen amidala right here perfect uh but i will say uh some of my personal favorites, uh, because Star Wars has a great sense of humor about itself. You can use hashtag McClunky and get yourself a little Greedo, really? uh, which is one of my favorites. And then uh, amongst the more uh, the more obscure, yeah. shall we say, yeah. uh, hashtag Wilrow Hood will nice. generate uh, Wilrow Hood, who was a very much a background character yeah. uh, on Cloud City. Is it just his face or an ice cream maker? What is uh, it? it? I is, can't it see it in that shot. It is him with a like little ice cream maker. I, I do believe great. that it is uh, it is present in clunky. Yep. Oh man. Yep. Uh, uh, yeah, it's pretty great. Awesome Ace, um, what are you going to tweet on? Um, so what I like about these is. This is what I did when Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame was coming out. Yeah. But it's always so cool to see, like, pick your top five mm-hmm. Star Wars characters. Pick your top five Marvel characters or right. who would you pick in a battle or whatever you want to do. That's yeah. like a meme on Twitter. And you can use these little emojis and they come up. Yeah. I just think that's so fun to do. And I think I'm going to start doing that on, on my own Twitter. Yeah. Just being like, pick your favorite. These are my favorite Star Wars characters. And I can add a little emoji that. to it. And you could see a little visual <laughs> I want, reference. I want some Collider Jedi Council ones. Riley, yes! work on that. Get the tech team together and work on it. Get us, get us our own that's, emojis. Sorry, I just, no. I just um, yell yes, at the show's I, producer I'm, here. I'm re-looking at Will Rohood up close. And he <clears throat> for sure has an ice cream maker. Nice. They Like they went out of their, because most of them are just the face. So they went out of their way to give him a little body. You so got he's got the ice cream that. maker. Um, uh, I did go, I did notice that there were some things missing. And granted, all of the uh, auto emojis that are happening, there are separate ones for the Mandalorian that are not considered part of this collection of 42. Uh, so obviously, you know, if you use hashtag I have spoken, you will get a little uh, emoji Whoa. of Quill's Whoa. face. Oh, yeah, it's a good one. Um, but all of the ones that were, uh, the 42 that were released are characters that appear in the film. So, unfortunately, you don't get, like, Ahsoka Tano or mm. Sabine or Hera. Yeah, sure. Characters who have had little auto-emotes for themselves in the past when those uh, when those series were at their height. Um, I will say that 
you can use hashtag porg. The last time you could get hashtag porg, also you'd get the auto porg if you used hashtag porg nation. I have sadly confirmed that that is not the case this time around. I'm going to have to uh, uh, write a, a strongly worded tweet to Ryan Johnson to yeah. get him to get that uh, back in the land of Star Wars emojis. Uh, there also, it, it sadly, is no Max Rebo. Uh, oh, I discovered, a, which yeah. I feel is a is a tremendous oversight. A tragedy, <laughs> tragedy. Uh, Evan, thank you because that's key. Now I You're know I'm, what my afternoon's going to be. Exactly. No tweeting, so uh, yeah, spend 100%. spend your afternoon uh, yeah. hashtagging Star Wars characters of your choosing and see yeah. if a cute little emoji pops up along next to it. All right. Next, we're going to be diving into books, games, comics, more. That's right. All of them. And Ace is going to have a, a yeah. look, our first look at Jedi Fallen Order. First, let me run through the comics out this week. Star Wars, issue number 75, the final issue of the main line uh, for reboots next year. The Journey to Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, the Allegiant series, all one through four. Series started pretty so- strong for me. And I didn't ended okay. Yeah. Uh, the series didn't grab me as much as I wanted to do. Uh, Star Wars, Age of Resistance, the villains. They put out the Heroes Collection, the, the trade paperback of the individual comics. Now we got Captain Phasma, General Hub. Kylo Ren and Supreme Leader Snoke. These ones, particularly the Kylo and Supreme Leader Snoke ones, got a lot of people talking. So uh, if you miss those, you can pick them up in one convenient spot. But Andres Cabrera, he's been playing the hell out of this game. Collider uh, uh, Games did a big review. Emma, you were part of that. I was but, uh, indeed. This is our first council look. Uh, more to come. Ace, take it. Take us through Jedi yes, Fallen Order. Jedi Fallen Order is finally out. People lost their collective video game Star Wars minds. Yeah. And are we putting a spoiler? Do we need a spoiler no, here? No, I don't want to We're spoiler it because first okay. impressions. For, for okay. people on this here, table. On this table. Yeah, I haven't. That have don't want it spoiled. <laughs> That's you me. guys right here. Um, this game, people are, are giving all their thoughts and opinions on it. Obviously, a lot of it has to do with the way you play video games. If you're a mm-hmm. fan of Uncharted, if you're a fan of God of War, Red Dead Redemption, whatever it is, these kind of games that give you this adventure storyline, you're going to love this game. Especially if you're a Star Wars fan, I believe that you can love this game because the best way to describe it is essentially, it kind of it kind of sends you through like this like mini Jedi trials <laughs> yeah. where you're becoming a Jedi Knight and, and you're this Padawan who's going down this path that's kind of been pushed on you through the perspective of, of Cal Kestis. And, and it's like this little mini adventures that you can go on to kind of le- literally level up into becoming a Jedi Knight. And I find that to be so fascinating, so fun. Mm. And it's actually a really like fun story. And it's a captivating story. And it's a really good Star Wars story that takes you through stuff that you might know, stuff that you might not know. And it introduces you to characters, or it even fleshes out characters that you might have heard of before. And it just is a blast to play. Mm. I'm having so much fun. And Ken, I want to start with you, because you started this game. And you came in with some hot takes. Hot Hot takes. Hot takes. Um, So this is a great game. Yes. This is an accomplishment. It's the game everyone's wanted. I have shut it off every time, bored, frustrated, and uh, tired of puzzles. Damn. Um, but I say that to say I'm not – I think I'll get there. Okay. I think there's going to be a moment where it clicks in, and I'm like, oh, not only can I play this game, 
Uh, and I play a lot of games. I, it's not like I'm, uh, I, I, I don't run around looking at the sky like I'm in Goldeneye back in the day. I play games. Uh, I, I wouldn't call myself a gamer, but I play uh, almost every day. Um, I, it, it's not grabbing me, um, but a lot of it's frust- my frustration with how I'm doing in the game. Sure. So that's why I'm not saying it's negative. I'm, I, everything about it. And, and think I would even spoil on a, on a couple little things. Um, so, you know, like I, I know there's some things coming that I'm that I'm like, all right, I'm sure I'm gonna love it. Um, Cal Kestis himself isn't grabbing BD one. Is it George's name? Yes. I want one of those. I want to raise one of those yep. okay. as my own. Uh, I, I love I love uh, Deborah Wilson as uh, was it three Sear Sear who I also read the Fallen Order comic, the yes, prequel comic, in. with uh, yep. with Cordova's there. I, so I'm all into it. I don't want anyone to think that I'm giving it a like negative review. I'm just like, I just spent the last two days moving big marbles around a, a tomb, and it took me a while to figure it out. I try not to go, and I've lowered my levels. I've I've done all that stuff. Yeah. I try not to go to walkthroughs. I finally had to do it to get one of the damn marbles in the right spot. Okay. So that is my problem with it. Enough of my grumpy old man negatives. But can, you guys. can I have some follow-ups? Yes. Have you gone to Kashyyyk? No. Have you gone to Dathomir? No. Okay, those aren't spoilers. Yeah. I mean, kind of, but not really. Yeah. I mean, that's the first thing you see. You could see the planets you can go to yeah um go to kashik and go to dathomir and okay. then come back and then check me. back in with yeah. you yeah all right because once you go to dathomir i have faith i have faith like, yo, dathomir, yo. i have faith i have faith i yeah. don't think i'm gonna be over here grumpy uh, forever unless i keep f- falling off of, and that's that the, the when you die and you start back Hours before you last were, that drives me a little crazy. You have to, like, meditate every opportunity you get. Is that what, is (laughs) that a safe point? Yeah, it's a safe point. Even if you're not going to rest, even if you're going to save your Jedi skill points, just always meditate because that's a checkpoint. So this is something I wish I knew last night, Emma. <laughs> I'm sorry. Where I was about to throw my controller through my window. Listen, I, I love this game, and I also have moments of feeling like I want to rage quit. And look, because... I want a challenge game. Oh, I don't yeah. want to be like, well, people go to story oh, no, mode. Totally. I'm like, that's cheating. I don't want to go there. That's like I'm, auto fielding I, in a baseball game. Like, I play I want on to story do it. mode, and I yeah. have no You're a cheater, about no, I'm kidding. Uh, um, no, no it, it just has to do with like the way that you enjoy video games. Like For me, I love the platforming and puzzle solving aspect yeah, yeah. of it. I well, love Emily, it. You're also smarter than me. <laughs> I'm a dumb human. Yeah. Well, can I follow up with you, Emma? Yes. Can you give me give me a shout out to my boy, Cal? Defend, defend oh my the God, honor of I Cal. Oh, I love Cal. Okay. Oh, Good. gosh. <laughs> Cal is like my little precious baby who I think that it's because, again, like Ace was saying, you're very much going on this journey with him and, and it is... They start him in a place of being so alone in the world, and I just I want to take care of him. It's it's, it's, like, it's appealing to yeah. like whatever like defunct maternal instincts he, I have like underneath no, he, all of this. Cal does remind me a lot of myself in junior high, so <laughs> that might be why I have some issues with him. But no, uh, yeah. no I, uh, I I I am enjoying this game thoroughly. Right. I think that they do a really great job of making me care about Cal a, a, a lot through his interactions with BD1. Awesome. Because so much of the game, it's just the two of them out there on their own, right. going on these missions. And weirdly, he has this great chemistry with this precious little droid. He, like, it's oh, this precious man. little boy and this precious little droid, and I just want the best for them. Uh, and I love it. You know what I You love this. This is like your favorite so, droid. So BD-1, the reason why I catered so much towards BD-1 is because there's a few scenes in Jedi Fallen Order that BD-1 
really does remind me of my personal dog. Like, because he, like, does this little, like, excited little, little, little like, pitter wagging yeah. mm-hmm. little tail thing. And I'm like, oh, my God, that reminds me of my dog. Yeah. Um, so I immediately connected towards BD-1. I was like, this low-key is, like, one yeah. of the best droids there is. Yeah. But I, I have to give a shout-out to the side characters. I mean, Cal's master, um, Gerald T'Pol. Yeah. Is so cool. I know. The I... second sister is so freaking cool and she's the villain of the story but yeah. she is like you just like goth girls that's I, all right that's kind of true but but also like night sister marion and that's also kind of true <laughs> but uh, either way these like are cool girls. side yes. characters i okay. freaked out i was so excited the first time i saw jaro Tapal on screen i don't want to spoil cool. why mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but if you're a fan of other star wars series um and you have not like been spoiled and come across this character in a screenshot or anything uh if you if you like star wars rebels specifically <laughs> i think you're gonna be just as excited as i was can i have a quick follow-up when yes. he goes off i'm just saying goes off yeah is so cool yeah because you're like this is what a guy that size can do like, and a dang. jedi master yeah, uh, sounds super like super cool. Sounds like I need to cancel my afternoon, get back <laughs> into the game. Um, uh, auto emotes and Jedi Fallen Order. There you um, go. Uh, we're gonna have more looks. This is yes. our first look. Yes. Uh, we're gonna play long game. We got to be careful of spoilers. But I know some some people in my own uh, dis- Discord on my own uh, Knapsack Files channel were like, already finished the game, and um, I see like, people yeah, tweeting yeah. at me that they're on their second playthrough. Yeah, uh, awesome. and I'm like, yo, that's that, and on in, in in all honesty. That is why I am playing on story mode is because I'm like, I just need to like finish this game one time and get the story and not get it spoiled for me. Right. Sure. Right. So okay. that's fair. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Thank you, Ace. Yeah. We'll scratch that itch a little bit more. There you go. You feel good about that? Absolutely. Let's scratch that BD1, favorite droid of BD1, all time, right? Not, not yeah. of all time, yeah. but it's, it's climbing okay. up there. I think that's good. I think that's good. We are going to now uh, close up the show here with some questions from you in the audience. I... Uh, I'm going to bring up one. All right. Ah, man, this is a great question, but the bottom half of it kind of ties a little bit into plot-specific Mandalorian stuff. So, but so Adam, don't bring this one up, okay? Uh, I don't want people. I'm going to read the first. Eddie Harrell out there in New York, Haskell 420, uh, a, a, a good fan of, of what we do and a good host at restaurants, uh, post Schmodown live events. Um, he asked this, the first part of the question. With The Mandalorian being re- released right before the rise of Skywalker, I can't see that as, quote, just a coincidence. If there is a tie-in, what do you think that tie-in is? We don't want to get specific to the plot stuff. But I, I, I've seen this a lot, and I, I just felt I want to address it here with you guys. Talk without the plot details. Do you th- do you think anything with the release date being sandwiched around Rise of Skywalker? Anything anything that will relate to Episode Nine? I mean, it kind of has to, right? The fact that the That's child the, question. the, the well, child is fifty years old, so yeah. we know it's a child. Yeah, but this is still taking place like a good like what thirty years? So without, yeah, without going yes. with what the child is. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So. There's potential for that to come up in the Rise of Skywalker. Am I? No, I, I wanted your opinion. This isn't uh, yeah. a test. This isn't right or wrong. I think it'd be weird if it doesn't. Let's I... just say that it'd be weird if it doesn't come up somehow in the Rise okay. of Skywalker. Yeah, okay. I, I think that right. it will very much be in line with what we've seen in previous Star Wars films that have referenced other Star Wars canon material. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that it won't. Be so much of a this is a definite like 
reference to the thing. It won't. It won't be a Darth Maul in uh, in Solo, shall yeah. we say? Yeah. But that th- there there could be a, an allusion to the fact that some of this stuff has gone on. Can I give a quick counter to mm-hmm. that point yeah. and say that this is the first live action? Outside I, things, so maybe listen, we my, will. O- my only thing is, is they don't have the series in the UK right now. There that's are parts point. of the country where you cannot that's, watch The Mandalorian. That's a really good point. And I yeah. think that even though, you know, their social accounts are full on, you know, spoiling, uh, yeah. spoiling stuff at this point, um, because y- you sort of can't help it, I really don't think that the film is going to go that that's a good far. Point. Yeah, good counter. Shout out to my UK people. Yeah. I feel bad for you guys. I, well, that, that's where it comes down for me. This is why I wanted to bring this question up. I think I think it's like 99% that has nothing to do with the rest of Skywalker because yeah. to me, Disney Plus was a business decision to get it in the final quarter of the year and to, to finish their year strong, to get it out to market, to, to set the tone for the streaming wars. And because they, if, if they do have, if there's something in Rise of Skywalker and an entire series of movie markets mm-hmm. in the international are like, what the what's heck? that? Yeah. That'd be a problem. If they say, what's that? And they'd be like, yo, that's so cool though. It'd be cool. But, but yeah, that, that's, I know. And I know. Then, but this is why I want to bring up because a lot of people are excited like you and they want that connectivity. Sure. Uh, I just don't think this is one they're going to get. But good point. Do you want to bet? No, no, no. Okay, no. I mean, I, I mean, used to be a lot of I'm bets the on this Asians show. Of Shield was, fan, yeah. so I've been burned many but times. There you go. There you yeah. go. Um, I think on that note, yep. I think on that note, we're going to wrap up here because okay. it's been another super long show. <laughs> I do apologize. More questions. If you had one, you were going to ask Emma. Ask it next week. That sounds great. Um, We uh, have got a roll, but it's been another fun edition of Collider Jedi Council. We are having a lot of fun as we gear up towards Star Wars season. Trust me. Oh boy, we are excited for what's coming. We all are giddy today because we got some uh, some uh, times we're going to start seeing these movies. We got some cool things happening, so uh, we're going to have reviews, a big discussion. I hate using the term review. Uh, on these movies, we're going to have a big discussion of the Collider Jedi Council uh, crew discussion about the movie coming up um, very soon. We're preparing for that, a lot of things. So we're happy to have you all on board for the show here today. And I, I am just a mere cog in this wheel. Uh, <laughs> I cannot do this, uh, and no one can do this without Andres Cabrera. Hey, yeah. yes, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Squad Leader Race and my YouTube channel at First Cut. Make sure you tune into that to see all my movie reviews with RB3. And uh, later this uh, evening and week, I'll be texting this person with, how do you make the thing go on Jedi Fallen Order? (laughs) Emma Fife, thank you. That's right. Please tweet at me all of your questions about uh, Jedi Fallen Order uh, puzzles. I am at Emma Fife all over the internet, wherever Emma Fife's are sold. Uh, Yeah, also be sure... To check me out on uh, SJU over at Screen Junkies on Fridays. I just talk about The Mandalorian on every single (laughs) show that I do. I'll be uh, reviewing The Mandalorian this week here at Collider Video along with uh, Mr. Ken Knapsack there. And uh, currently on a a tabletop RPG show over at Hyper RPG. It is a Call of Cthulhu campaign called uh, He Left It Dead. It is the fourth volume. It's an anthology series. You can start with volume four. You don't need to watch the other volumes. Uh, And that is live on Hyper RPG on Wednesday nights at 6 o'clock p.m. Pacific time. 
And for me, you can go to KenNapsock.com for information on my comedy shows. My book, Why We Love Star Wars, they just they sold the foreign rights. You can get a, a German version of the book now. Look for it uh, uh, everywhere. That's actually pretty exciting. Uh, the audiobook's out there as well. Thanks to everyone who came out to the Mark Ellis and Friends Comedy Show in Washington, D.C. with two great shows. And don't forget to check out our buddy Mark Ellis' comedy special, Dog Stepfather, available on YouTube for all things comedy. Uh, we'll be back. Also, uh, uh, next week we'll be pre-taping a Thanksgiving uh, episode with all of your questions. So look for Mark Riley's tweets about that, and we're going to have a lot of fun. And as of right now, uh, Wendy Lee is going to come here and uh, help us with all these questions, and uh, we're going to have a lot of fun for the holiday season. That's it. Special thanks to Adam in the booth who makes us look good, uh, despite me hacking into the microphone. Hopefully next week I'm healthy. Mark Riley, a producer, thank you. We'll see you next week. May the force be with you, always. It's that little Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just 2 bucks on the one 2 3 menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.